to That Tech Pod, where we discuss all things e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity, and tech innovations. I'm Gabby Schulte, and I know next to nothing about technology. And I'm Laura Milstein, and I know at least a little more about technology. That's why each week we're talking to heavy hitters in the industry to help us break down these topics. And this week, Laura, who do we have on today? Today we're talking to Mateus Aguilar. Mateus is a partner at SFTS Engineering in Switzerland. He has been working in forensics, e-discovery, and IT security for more than 12 years. Mateus, how are you today? Thanks for being on the show. Hi, Laura. Thank you. Uh, quite good. And you? Oh, I'm always doing well. Always doing well. Glad, glad that you're, you joined us today. And so, Mateus, before before we dive in, because we were hoping you could help us uh, really break down a lot of these topics that we're seeing today around data privacy. But before we get into that, we were thinking, you know, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the industry? Yes, sure. Um that is actually more by coincidence than um, proper planning because after finishing my master's degree, I went to several websites of consulting companies and one of them was PwC where I just uh, called them and asked um, to get an interview. Uh, Wait, I, I need to jump in on this. I'm sorry. You said you just called PwC and asked them for an interview. Exactly. And uh, <laughs> for a completely different... That's amazing. Um, what do you say? For a different um, department. Then I actually ended up in the end. So that uh, woman told me that uh, I would have to go to their website. Everything is on there. And there is a pull-down menu to select all of that. And finally, uh, when I opened that pull-down menu... I saw IT forensics and computer security. So um, I clicked on that spontaneously instead of what I actually planned. And that's how I ended up in eDiscovery. <laughs> wait, wait. Yeah. So by just randomly calling PwC to naturally just to have them employ you, which is amazing, to now you run and own your own company in this field, that's incredible. I just want to take a moment to, to applaud you for that because that's a unique, unique path. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. I, I want that skill. Where do you get that? Where did you go to school? <laughs> Actually, I think from whatever I do these days, uh, only a fraction. I really learned at the university. Uh, most of it is just because yeah, I can relate. Um, yeah, I'm interested in, in the field. I'm interested in technology and uh, learned it in my free time and did in the past. So, yeah. Wow. I mean, that's that's intense. Um, so I, I want to dive into some questions that I think are relevant for everything going on today. I think people are are so concerned now with with uh, data privacy and, and big tech. And you just mentioned big tech. So uh, what are your thoughts on that? And, and with big tech, kind of everyone feeling like, does big tech know all my data? Um, is everything safe? You know, what are your what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, that uh, is indeed a topic that's coming up more and more these days. Um, it started probably not even in uh, e-discovery because there we had from the start quite high security and privacy 
requirements because usually you treat data from people that are high up in uh, the companies that are being investigated. But uh, rather on Facebook, for example, and uh, Instagram and all these platforms in social media. And at some point, of course, it swapped over uh, just because there is uh, heightened sensibility about uh, privacy in general. Uh, and then we got GDPR and, and all of that. And of course, that... Um, seeps over to, to public knowledge and, and people start to actually uh, think about it. And uh, that also hits uh, our industry even more these days. So um, just to yeah. jump on that, Gabby, um, can you tell us what a GDPR is or, or a DSAR? You know, I'm glad you asked, Laura, <laughs> because well, I'm able to, to, to tell you all because I am so savvy in the tech world. Um, I know that listeners might not know. So, Mateus, <laughs> why don't you explain to us really quick um, what exactly those uh, acronyms mean? Yes, sure. Um GDPR. Maybe. Mateus is like, let me think, what does that mean? <laughs> yes, uh, actually I am. Um, because uh, the way I would have explained it is um, with the question, do you know all these um, <laughs> bothersome pop-up questions that you usually get these days on websites? I'm familiar. Yeah. I usually um, find myself breaking something after I get too many of them out of anger. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that's probably the one um, or the biggest thing that uh, the general public is aware of these days um, mm. or the impact that people actually feel and see from GDPR. Uh, there is way more in that legislation, the right to get your data deleted, the right to request from any company mm. that might have uh, data about you to actually get that. Uh, and that would be uh, the next uh, acronym already, a DSAR, right. Document Subject Access Request. That one I know uh, because I'm more <laughs> um, involved with that in, in, in daily business, actually. Didn't you work on creating um, a, a product or a platform uh, around DSARs or something with DSARs? Am I wrong on that? No, actually, that's indeed uh, true um, because... <laughs> Uh, well, it, it actually started even before GDPR and DSARS were a thing, uh, but there was uh, already in the past, not that frequently, but uh, there was uh, now and then the need to uh, redact documents. As you know uh, from the past, you take a black marker, uh, go through the documents, scan them in, uh, or use a uh, copy machine. Uh, and uh, that process, of course, can also be done digitally these days. Uh, the initial way it was done was not much better than actually using a pen because you had to draw boxes uh, and that uh, turns you quite insane after doing that for, let's say, a month for nine hours a day. And uh, well, we said we can do better than that. Uh, let's automate that. And uh, that's how we ended up creating uh, a tool 
and uh, taking it up one step more uh, we now do DSARS with those as well so yeah got it and that's so interesting because I know from my perspective and I know it's so much more involved in than this but from my perspective for example this is totally a tangent but I you know was thinking about purchasing a used vehicle um, and so I was kind of browsing uh, and I actually texted a friend you know what what's a good site for that and they mentioned Carvana and then I was on Instagram and I got an ad for Carvana and uh, you know just things like that that's just it's a little creepy that they're so connected with that and I think that the general public you know maybe people that aren't really in the technology industry but I think more and more general people are just kind of realizing how sort of involved uh, their data is being used for sponsors, for ads and stuff like that. Um, so do you notice any trends in that, Mateus? Do you notice um, this happening more frequently, kind of on a broader scale? Um, what, do you, what, do you, what do you think some of the trends are in, in data privacy that you think people either should be paying attention to or are noticing themselves? Yeah, there have been uh, quite some events in the past uh, year, I would even say, uh, which probably got noticed only for a short period of time. But uh, more and more you have uh, not just companies, but also uh, individuals uh, paying more attention to that topic. Individuals start to realize that uh, Facebook and all these platforms, they're actually not for free, but you're paying with your data. And that's why you see ads uh, about your secondhand car, car dealer on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and secondly, there are also companies uh, which don't really make money with technology like that, but supply, for example, the hardware to use it, uh, smartphones. They start to redesign the operating system of their devices to actually make this harder and protect your data better. And uh, I guess one of the things uh, that recently happened is Apple uh, changing the way that uh, applications installed on your iPhone can actually access your data. And uh, obviously companies like Google and Facebook on the other side of uh, the uh, discussion, they are not really happy about these changes because it's going to make their life harder. So Mm. that's uh, uh, the second newest event, I think. And one that is going on uh, still as we speak is uh, WhatsApp with the new uh, Mm -hmm. um, user, uh, what are they called? in English, uh, like AGBs. Yeah, yeah, the new like, guidelines that they're having. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it's turning a lot of people to to the other ones. There's like Telegram now. Signal. Signal's always exactly. been around, but I think it's getting more time. Elon Musk is really just going to take advantage and come on, <laughs> come on out. <laughs> Yeah, and see, you were aware of that. Uh, you heard about the story. It's it's not just for geeks. That's really something which uh, is out in the general public these days. So, yeah. Do you have well, Signal, by the way? 
you too. Oh, okay. Are you trying to message us? Of course we have signal. Reach <laughs> out anytime. Reach out anytime. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Telegram, a WhatsApp and, and Telegram user, but I have not uh, ventured onto Signal yet. Don't worry, Mateus. I'm Wait. connected on all of them just in case. <laughs> just in case someone needs in to case. find me. <laughs> yeah, same here. You you have to be reachable on all of these channels. You never know where uh, you were. Yeah. Uh, partner is going to be yeah <laughs> well that actually uh makes me think because you know these apps i think some of these other apps that we're talking about are used more on a global basis um and you mentioned that you're based in switzerland um and i wonder are there any differences in data privacy concerns um you know in the u.s versus globally versus in europe versus in other areas that you think people might be interested in knowing about paying attention to a little bit more uh yes that's actually a really good question because there are uh, vast differences in in some areas uh, especially in uh, the business i mean in litigation mm-hmm. it works uh, fundamentally different in the US but also the UK because they're based on a different uh, legal system, case law mm. uh, I'm an engineer so uh, I get in <laughs> touch with, uh, with lawyers nevertheless uh, on a daily basis and uh, their e-discovery and e-disclosure is something uh, well it's, it's part of the legal system and uh, in Europe uh, for example, and also in Asia, it's still a pretty new concept to a certain extent. And uh, if you have a cross-border investigation, uh, you quickly figure out uh, that there are differences that are quite uh, big uh, or way bigger than you expected because uh, you get requests that might work in the US. Uh, but if you ask um, those questions to companies over here in Europe, uh, they just sound completely ridiculous. Uh, we are not just going to hand out the data. It cannot leave the country uh, and uh, US-based. Like, why not? Uh, we can just uh, share everything freely. It's, uh, it's uh, way more complex uh, situation over here in Europe, especially uh, also because we have uh, not just one country where everything is uh, more or less the same. Every nation in Europe has slightly different uh, privacy rules, and that makes the whole thing quite interesting to say. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think also in, in regards to. Uh, privacy and how uh, important it is for uh, individual or for a company being located in one of these countries or let's say in the US or in Europe is quite different. Uh, that also uh, has an impact on, on the adoption of cloud computing, for example. Uh, mm, in yeah. Europe uh, and especially Switzerland, this is still something which um, I think people view it as something dangerous because your data is everywhere, nowhere. Mm-hmm. You don't know who has access and then that just makes companies feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Just give me one second. My dog wants to leave the room. So one second. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I don't have one. Uh, you don't have a dog? You gotta get one. It's just yeah, like, an, it's just not right to not, to not have a dog. Yeah. Especially like during a, during a pandemic. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's a, uh, it has its, its blessings and its, its curses for sure. Uh, she's a handful, but. Cats are um, low maintenance. So I'm a cat person. Oh, so you, you have a cat. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, okay. I'm that's, growing that's on fair. cats. Yeah. As long as I, you have an animal. I can't yeah, right. understand anybody yeah. that doesn't like animals. I, if if someone tells me that they don't like animals, automatically serial Something killer. Something wrong. Yeah, comes wrong. I'm like, <laughs> you're a murderer. Thank you for letting me know. So I will yeah. keep my distance because you're you a murderer. Thank you for the red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Mateus, I wanted to ask one more thing before we let you go. Um, there's something that I think, well, at least I am a little bit new to the concept of, but maybe that's something that you are dealing with since you're more in, in the industry, obviously. Um, but it's something about, you mentioned earlier that data isn't necessarily free. Um, but do you think that is going to be maybe more, um, utilized uh do you think that's going to be utilized with companies kind of as more people are sort of realizing this do you think down you know the next couple of years or so we're going to see um some sort of something like data dividends or or anything like that to users um as that is getting more aware uh in, in the general public or do you think that's kind of too down the line right now the data dividends is actually an interesting concept and that might pick up at some point that part of the earnings that are made with your data uh, gets paid out to you. Um, I don't think, however, that companies are going to just move there freely. Uh, they would need to feel the pressure. And as mm -hmm. long as they don't yeah. lose user, users in their user base, uh, I am not sure if that's just going to happen. Um, right. It could, however, be that the whole industry is going to be a bit transformed that um, systems or, or services like, for example, Signal, which are a non-profit organization, uh, are going to be more popular because your data is not used uh, in, in a way to keep the service alive, but it's more in a sense similar to Wikipedia where you have uh, bigger sponsors, smaller sponsors, and mm, the, the okay. whole thing gets financed in a different way or a completely distributed system uh, based on a blockchain where you would have a social media system that is actually nowhere and everywhere because there is no central server and uh, it's just running in the in the, on the internet essentially in the ether. Yeah. <laughs> yes. In the ether. So to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Mateus, thank you so much for coming on our show. Thank you for your time. Uh, before we actually end this, is there anything that you want to share about your company or do you want to put any, any information on how people can find you and contact you and... Uh, yes, sure. Um, I guess the most important thing which would be helpful is if you ever have thousands or millions of pages you need to uh, anonymize, don't do it by hand. Uh, I'm happy <laughs> to help. Um, and 
yeah, I think that's the the most important message and the, the thing I could help mo- uh, with most. Yeah, well, that's a really good point because I would never want to do that by hand uh, when it comes to thousands or millions of documents in that way. Um, so we'll be sure to, to put your company's information in the show notes, just, you know, to put Great. that out there. And and yeah, thank you so much again for joining us. Um, this was this was a really interesting conversation. Thank you for the invite. It was my pleasure. Thank you for listening to That Tech Pod. You can find us at www.thattechpod.com You can also check out our LinkedIn at www.linkedin.com backslash thattechpod Also, feel free to hit us up on Twitter We are tweeting sometimes uh, and you can find us you guessed it at that tech pod. Also, feel free to email us at thattechpod at gmail.com. We're also uh, really, really thankful for any less any listeners who uh, want to give us a a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening to this podcast. Um, it really helps out our algorithm, especially if you give us that five star rating. We really appreciate it. Catch us next time on Tuesday, every Tuesday, with a new episode. Thanks for listening.